I had a hobby too. Mine happened to be guns and ballistics. I studied guns and ballistics as much as I could and I wrote an article about high velocity. So out of all my years working at Weatherby, the last five have been some of the most exciting. Working with Adam, with him running the company. And to think that I get the opportunity of carrying on my grandfather's legacy 75 years later here in Sheridan, Wyoming, I mean, it really is a dream come true. On Our Mark, the Weatherby Podcast. Welcome back to On Our Mark, the Weatherby Podcast. We're going to talk about shotgun stuff today. This gets stuff. This gets me excited. Waterfowl stuff. It gets me excited, too. Yeah. Bird stuff. Uh, My whole inception into hunting in general was through ducks. Like, that's how I got into it. Yeah, because you're from the South. From Texas, yeah. Good, good waterfowl culture there. Yeah, if there's birds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> they sometimes never make it that far, but that's a whole other story. That's not what we're here talking that, about. That's what for waterfowl for me. What I, I like to always say is that I love big game hunting for the pursuit, but I never have more fun than when I'm waterfowl hunting. It's so it's, oh yeah. With it's so with fun. the friend with the boys, you get to interact. Um, yes, maybe my favorite thing to do. Yeah. So. so today we've got Tyler. Howdy. We've got Kyle. Kyle, you've been on. Yep, a few times. A couple times now. Kyle's our international sales manager and resident shotgun guru. And That's then, quite the title. It yep. is. It's on his business card. <laughs> uh, if, it, if it isn't, it should be. Um, and then we've also got DJ Jazzy Dean. Yes, sir. Welcome to the show. Yep, first time on the pod here. Who are you, DJ? Well, my name's DJ. Uh, <laughs> nickname around here, Jazzy Dean. Um, from Heartland, Wisconsin. Uh, southern Canada, if you will. Uh, just moved here, took a job at uh, Weatherby here, and I run all the social media. So I'm the face behind the Instagram page. Yes. Yeah, so when you guys are dropping comments, this <laughs> is the guy who's going to be responding. <laughs> that so. is me responding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're really glad to have DJ. He's actually been editing a lot of the podcasts in recent history, getting those posted, and now first time on. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, just to watch it, and then all of a sudden, they're like, hey, you want to do this and be on it? I was like, oh, yeah. That's happening. Yeah, we thought it would be a good introduction because recently, I mean, you've kind of hit the ground running with this. We recently, maybe tell us about some of the new social stuff that you've been working on. You know, we have our Weatherby Inc. Instagram account, but maybe go on and tell us about some waterfowl stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, super exciting. One of the things I've been working on is – we added a new Instagram page and Facebook page. Uh, it's called Weatherby Field and Flight. Uh, look it up, W-B-Y, Field and Flight. Um, we're kind of dedicating it towards shotgun content uh, and, you know, waterfowl, upland, that whole sort of thing, um, just to kind of, like, market better to those those characters. You know, it's, it's a lot different from a rifle shooter um, going to, like, a shotgun shooter. So different personalities there and uh, something we're working on growing and, yeah, I'm super excited about it. So. Yeah, yeah, give it a follow because I, I like to say not, not all big game guys like to see ducks finishing in a spread, but that's they should. The, that's the stuff <laughs> I want to see. Yeah, so no, it's 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 a cool place. I, I just we get so much of that content and we don't share it as much on the main page as much as we should, and we're out there doing it. So yeah, and we're we're guilty often of uh, neglecting the shotgun side of our business. We're like we uh, we do pretty good job promoting. Big game, rifles, ammo, and they're like, oh, yeah, we have shotguns. But we actually have some 
freaking good shotguns. We do have good shotguns. <laughs> yeah, they're and, awesome. And even the trip, we go and test these things and go on cool trips and hang out with a lot of cool people in the industry. And it's like we just haven't had the you know the cadence to be able to share that every day. Essentially, I mean, we've been doing you know four to five posts per week on this new page, and it's all like quality good content if you're into the birds. So speaking of cool trips, you uh, Tyler, you and Kyle got to do one yep. pretty recently. Uh, I've got to say that I have a few bucket lists. Well, I've got more than a few, but I have <laughs> a number of bucket list hunting trips and a Canadian uh, Alberta slash Saskatchewan duck field water hunt uh, is like pretty high up there. And they all just did that. Uh, yeah. They they call it they call it the land of living skies and they did not disappoint. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So as a Midwesterner, um, growing up waterfowl hunting, kind of in the college years, this was literally a trip that I've always wanted to do. And it just there's just the volume of birds and the birds that you get to see and how how well they work is just it's it's something you can't really even describe very well. And it just if, I don't know if you can tell in my voice but man it like really gets me excited. i can hear it so i can hear it yeah. so uh, let's start with this um I, we established that i'm from texas it texas was like six bird limit central flyway yeah six yep. birds same as here uh, missouri i think it's one less and I, on canadian geese you can only kill three so i'm from the uh uh mississippi flyway i, I moved so. from texas to uh, montrose colorado joined the pacific flyway got super pumped for a seven bird limit yeah what are we working with up there eight ducks eight geese 20 snows that's dumb <laughs> that, that is <laughs> and, so ridiculous and they don't with ducks too that's the big thing they don't differentiate between like you can only kill four mallards or two canvas backs no it's just eight ducks because their season opens so early up there because of when the migration starts everything is brown in september like <laughs> so yeah you're, 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 you're gonna go up there and you're gonna say you're not gonna shoot hens in september and you have no clue what is a hen and what is a drake hmm that, it, sounds it, that was the that one that actually is that's curious because like i try pretty hard to not shoot hens yeah it, it throws your mind for a bit of a loop it does that would be the one thing if i ever had to say any knocks versus canada is that you couldn't pick out as much green um we went in mid-october here just yeah. a couple weeks ago so they were starting to plume out pretty good but, yeah, what you're saying is, like, th there's some pride in being able to pick out a green head um, in most cases or a good sprig. Um, where where I grew up, it was, like, Gadwall City. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. That is tough. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. Picking great ducks. between them, a bunch of gray ducks, and you yeah. got a green head? Like, you're doing something. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, pushing over your buddy. <laughs> yeah. I know why now, because hunting in Montana in December, everything's oh, yeah. frozen, and there's nothing but green heads. And they're like, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> That is so true. Yeah, I think you and I have sat on a bank for a few hours trying to pick up the last bonus duck, and yeah. not not having any luck on that one. No, no, but it's it's a it's a, we we don't live in a bad place. But you went to a better place for waterfowl hunting. Yes, if you are a waterfowl hunter, you you need to you need to put that a little bit higher in your list and and just make it happen because oh yeah, it was pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, it's like once you go, you're addicted. There's no way about that. So like, you you guys drove from. Yep, from Sheridice. Yep, road up, trip. Up to, so you took guns across, no issues. Yeah, no issues. Took I mean, ammo? It, yeah, ammo, took a case apiece. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I I, mean, I kind of thought this would be a shorter podcast, but like some of that stuff is if you're uh, wanting to do Canada, it is pretty pretty a lot easier and less intimidating. This was my first time. Kyle's, mm-hmm. you know, he's our international guy, so he's been in back and forth to Canada. But I was actually surprised how easy it was to actually get across the border. I know it's not always as easy as what we had, but like one or two paperwork, if you have that all dotted, eyes like T's T's cross, eyes dotted, it was not hard to get into Canada. No, no, it's like you just prep your stuff ahead of time. You know what you need, and it's not. It's I mean, you're looking at two pieces of paper basically. Yeah, what are those forms? Just for so you need your CBP form, which shows that you own the firearm before you left, and you may or may not ever have to use it. I've never really had to. For coming back. Um, for coming back, yes. Yeah. So uh, we just stopped and did ours at the border before crossing. And then the RCMP forum, and I can't remember the name or number of it now, but it's saved on my laptop because I use it every year. Um, and you just fill it out. You can take three guns. Um, it's pretty simple. There's nothing yeah. crazy on and it. And the board, I will. I want to give a shout-out to the U.S. border guys because they were like, that guy was yeah. rad. He saw, he's <laughs> like, do you guys, he like immediately was like, do you guys work for Weatherby? And we're like, yeah. He's like, that's awesome. You guys going up to hunt? He was just so nice that's about awesome. the whole deal. That's awesome. So the, he, the sequential serial numbers gave it away. Yeah, that's true. That's exactly <laughs> that's what, what he picked up on as he was doing our forms. Oh, he didn't notice like the cases that say Weatherby. Well, he goes, mm-hmm. he saw like, so that he s- did the serial numbers and then he looked up and we're both wearing Weatherby hats and he's like, you guys work for Weatherby? So yeah, that's Interesting. pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So it's not all that far of a drive from here. No, 12 and a half hours. Closer to where we went than for me to drive back to Missouri from Sheridan. Yeah. Don't tell my wife that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is mind-blowing that I can drive to Canada and be in the best, like, world's best duck hunting instead of just driving back to yeah. Missouri. Yeah, it's it's shorter drive than going home for me. It's 16 hours to go home for me. So, yeah. like, we were there. We made it in time for dinner. Got our stuff squared away. And you're from Northern California? Uh, no. <laughs> no, not Northern California. What state was that? Oregon. So oh. Southern Northern California. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. No. <laughs> a territory. Uh, it's a territory of they invaded us. Oh, we lost. Is yeah. that how that, okay. I gotcha. Gotcha. Sorry. Okay. So what kind of hunting are we doing here? So we're going to use uh, primarily A-frame style blinds. Although this year, Tyler got to witness the trailer. Yeah. Let's give a little shout out to who we went with. Yeah. So we were with Saskatchewan Goose Company. So Tyler Mann's outfit up there. Okay. Solid operation. We go back year after year for testing and everything up there because he doesn't put on a bad hunt. He's got stuff squared away. Like, we rolled into camp. Licenses were there at, on your bed, ready to go. Sign them. Good to go there. Everything's organized. He makes life simple. But he also nice. allows you to go if you want to go scout, if you want to set decoy. Like, he sometimes when it when it's called a guided hunt, I mm, yeah. get a little bit where it's like, man, well, I want to be a part of it. I still want to kind of, yeah, so, I want to do things. Yeah, so he did a good job. His, his guides do a good job, too, and, like, uh, one night when we weren't hunting and it's like, oh, everyone got into the scouting rigs and you were welcome to go scout. Yeah. So, yeah. So we all split up when scouting. Um, but yeah, so we use this year, the trailer. So usually use a frames field hunt because you don't want to hunt water over there if you have to wade because it has an organic bottom. So first step you take, you're going probably mid thigh. Like it's oh, just nice. A, yeah. It's kind of swampy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So usually Not the rock bottom rivers of, uh, <laughs> Of Western United States. No, not okay. even close. So uh, primarily all field hunts, right? So you're killing geese, ducks, everything in the field. So we had the slickest blind this year, though. He invested heavily into a new trailer. This thing is – how long do you think that trailer is? Man, it's got to be 25 foot, 20 it's got, foot, yeah. longer than that. 25, 30? Maybe 30 foot. 
Yeah, because we were able to shoot. you can fit 10 guys in it. Yeah. Yeah, probably yeah. 30 foot trailer. Yeah, so this thing's on the hydraulics. Yeah. So he just like pulls his truck into the field, drops the trailer, drops the trailer a second time. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> and he, then, has, he essentially okay. made a, like a, a flatbed trailer and then built an A-frame into it. It almost looks like a duck boat. Yeah. It just has like <laughs> like fake grass. He flops out, or yeah, it's he, brushed yeah. in. It yeah. looks it's its own. That's awesome. Organic yeah. environment. It, it's got cedars in it, so it looks like a giant like just hedgerow. Okay. So it doesn't yeah. stand out in a field. No, it's it's big enough. It almost turns into because like up there you'll see like rock islands and like these small islands of trees in the fields. Sometimes <laughs> it is like its own one of those. So the birds don't. Really, they don't care at all. Yeah, they don't care. And pro tip, he made uh, like these stands so that he could take cedars and string them out 10 to 15 yards like down it too so it looks like a true hedgerow yeah and then the trees just stick in them yeah they got they are a spike and a hoop that's really cool so he did some <laughs> he did some work he, on this bad boy yeah, oh, yeah. every year oh, we yeah. come up with new ideas with tyler and it just gets better and better so but yeah that blind is unreal powered it's got a battery pack in there so when you're setting up in the morning like you have interior lights that run down the inside like all right yeah and it's it's relatively early season there i mean it's no. um no so october there so this is he's right on uh the edge of what is it am i going to say it wrong the boreal forest the boreal forest yeah. boreal forest so it's like the first stop that they get when they're coming from the tundra so he is actually like so that's like the last place to so we were towards the end of his hunting so like yeah. they are oh, no still kidding. hunting a little bit now but they're <laughs> not guiding any clients clients ended a week and a half ago two weeks uh, we were the second ago, yeah. to last group of nice. people gone okay so yeah, it's relatively actually, late. Yeah. Yeah, and they had a big cold snap, so that everything's freezing there now. So they're they're in freeze up right now. So all the bush, birds are going to start pushing out unless they warm back up, which I haven't looked for a couple of days now because we're in a warm spell too now. So yeah, we did pick up a lot of birds in like still probably farther north than us still, but the yeah. Dakotas, northern Montana, they kind of loaded Fort up. Peck's the, probably so good. Right yeah, now. it's probably oh, it's got <laughs> it's probably loaded right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we were we're kind of on the tail end. We. It was still late there when we were there, though. Mm-hmm. So there were still a lot of birds to come. There wasn't a ton of birds, but they just had them really dialed. And it was – there was a – when they say there's not a lot of birds, it's hard to fathom because it's more birds than I've ever seen on, like, a scout, <laughs> right? And you're just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it was pretty unreal. But I would – Cal, you want to maybe, like, walk us through that first, like, two days of, like, how, how the, the kind of, like, set up? Or maybe let's just talk about the best day, probably. The best day is going to be the fog day. Yeah. Yeah. Hands oh, down. man, I love fog days. Yeah, so last year we had a fog day, too. And that was the one where we shot 72 honkers in under, like, 50 minutes. Like, just they were right there, and we were— Did it stay foggy, or was it foggy and the fog lifted, and then it was, like, World War Three? The light was in the fog— Fog didn't lift until actually we were back to the lodge. No kidding. We had yeah. already yeah. won World War Three before the fog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, we were we were crushing in the fog this time. Like That's it started so with fun. ducks, and then the geese got up a little bit later. So you can hear them, but you can't really see them. Kind Correct. of deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so they're fun. like twenty yards. And we're, in we're front hunting of you. A, like a big, wide open barley field. So like we're literally in the center of like a rolling field, and there's a roost to I'm gonna say if I'm thinking of it was probably to our south, right? Yeah, it was behind um, us. There, there was a roost, and there was multiple multiple roosts using this this place, so we knew we were going to have an opportunity to shoot our ducks and our geese. Typically, most of the time, you're going to – it seems like each field up there, you're either shooting your ducks and then your geese. It, yeah, you'll it, get a mix sometimes on some but, of them. But, but this was a true 
This double, a, double. Yeah, like, this was a double, double shoot. Yeah. Yeah, so, so we, we got set up in the fog. Um, we actually found some uh, some loose stuff to kind of out, like kind of brush the blind in even better. Um, and yeah, and just got set up in there and it started, they just started rolling in. And the thing was, we couldn't see them until probably 40 yards. So as soon as you can see them, you could shoot them. If you wanted, yeah. Yeah. But, but the birds were finishing. Yeah, they were finishing. They're coming in, like, in real close. Yeah. I, yeah, there may have been an incident with one that was a little tight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you cut one <laughs> in half? I uh, took his head off. No, yeah, so, so, no, so no meat was damaged on that bird. You clean no. took his head off. Yeah, his head was clean off. <laughs> Time to eat. Yeah, it literally was. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the one. The body went over the blind. The head hit the blind or vice versa. I don't remember which way it went, yep. but yeah. They were finishing tight. They were finishing, and then we mostly got ducks to start with. We were getting, like, and, man, I feel like in the Midwest you get, like, a group of 10, and you're like, man, you're pumped to finish them. But th- these were, like, wads of, like, 50 birds at some times. Or we try to have, like, the first day we had 500 ducks trying to land in the decoys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, like, and, like, in the Midwest, or here in the States, I feel like if you were to shoot into a bunch like that, you'd be done for the day. Yeah, you're burning you're the roost burning at that birds, point. Yeah. right? But here it's just like it's crazy that it's flock after flock and you got multiple roosts using fields. Yeah. So yeah, the load pretty. in that field was intense. The well, amount of birds that they awful. spotted. <laughs> so where so the ducks are awesome. Again, we we actually shot up quite a few pintails that day, so it was actually mm-hmm. good to see. Like just talking to those guys, they saw a lot of pintails this year, which is I guess yeah good for the hatch. Yeah, anyways. real good hatch so, on pintails. It seemed like so. Yeah, and then so it's like. The first part of the day, it's all ducks, or is it mixed bag, mixed ducks and geese all morning? So on this one, it was kind of a mix. It was ducks for like to start right at first light. The first thirty minutes, probably at first yeah. light. The geese yeah. get up a little later yeah. up there. But we were so we were also all shooting very well. We had a good group, so we were yeah we were you know we have ten guys, so there's flocks where we're no we had nine we had nine guys yeah nine shooters and a, and a camera guy yeah so. We have, we're, I mean, we're knocking down 15, 16, sometimes. Like, what was our biggest volley on ducks? Camera had guy be, had to be struggling <laughs> in the fog. That's, that's <laughs> not fun. <laughs> so, uh, but we, they, we had multiple times where we're knocking 15 birds plus down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were. How many dogs do you, do you have any two, dogs? Two. Two. Yeah. They were just running ragged. Oh, yeah. 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 We're running uh, Mario from Final Approach had Jet, his dog out. Yeah. And then Tyler's got Boone, who is like, I can, Tyler can tell you that dog is unreal. Like, yeah, he is, he is so. He, I wonder how many retrieves he's gotten. All of them. They kill All over six thousand birds a year up there. Yeah. So, you figure even if he's doing two thirds of that, yeah, at least half. That's still a lot. Their yeah. their daily average is around like a hundred birds. Yep. That's unbelievable. That is insane. So. And like half, like a lot of those are geese. Like those aren't small. Yeah. Yeah. How, how big of a dog is he? Yeah. Oh, he's just mid, mid like, yeah. yeah. About 80 pound lab. Normal oh, size. Oh, so that's, that's like but normal to slightly bigger. I don't think Tyler could yeah. ever feed him enough. I mean, yeah. he burns right. everything off. I mean, right. he is. He's an interesting dog. He, Tyler, the way he has him trained is just, he's just different. I can't, can't describe. Bigger. Yeah. He's, he's just good. Like he, he does hand signals. Yeah. yeah. But Tyler is not whistling or anything. Boone will just turn back, look at him, and Tyler just kind of just goes, like that, yeah. and he turns and goes. They're but just a team. Yeah, they got it working. They're yeah. just they're just dialed in. That's now. pretty awesome. And I feel yeah. like here in the states, a lot of the dogs like you mark that you send them on something. But Boone is like so trained and so like so used to that. There's a lot of birds that he knows to just kind of do circles to make sure that 
he, he got just goes all and the looks birds. for them all. Yeah. yeah. How cool is that? He's awesome. Yeah, like it, we'll set up like family groups of decoys, and he's circling around each family group as he goes through, and then he goes and hops to the other side. Yeah. It's very interesting. That's a well trained dog right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so good. Um, but this particular morning, so we shot our ducks, and then we started getting to the geese, but we got into some specks. Yeah. And there's nothing like hearing speckle bellies in the They make the weirdest, well, next to the sandhill cranes, they make the weirdest sound. Yeah. Yeah. What, are, what are some nicknames? Giggling geese? Or what? <laughs> Giggling geese, speckle bellies, tar bellies, yeah. uh, clown face. Um, yeah. Trying to think what else I've got. I've, I've always had an obsession with getting on a good speck hunt. And I've, I've over the years picked some. My first encounter with specks was when I was in college. And in Missouri, like my part of Missouri, we didn't get a ton of specks. But we got two this one season that we hunted so hard, and it was banded for my buddy. It's like we've only ever killed two specks off my hometown farm in central Missouri, and it was a banded speck. It was like, what the, what are the chances so, of that? Wow. So ever since then, I've just been, like, pumped, and this was a trip that, like, filled my cup Yeah. when it comes to specks. What What was the band situation like up in on this hunt? They kill, like, two bands a year. They don't get a lot of banded birds. Maybe. They're not close to a banding site? No. They're too far north? Yeah. It just like the the slot they're in just doesn't get a lot of bands. It's mm-hmm. not like when you go out east and then you're in that slot there where there's certain areas that are just loaded. Yeah. So, but no, like they only I think last year was five. I don't know what they're at this year. They did kill a backpack last year though. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, like a GPS backpack. Yep. Yep. That'd be kind of weird. Yeah, it was after season was over. Blair, one of the guides, they were just fun hunting, and yeah, he shot a backpack bird. I I'm not. Uh, even all that familiar with backpack birds so is there like are they also banded so you can return the backpack i imagine that imagine imagine that's a word um i imagine that that is uh an expensive backpack yeah you know so yeah the you would call it in it's they're not banded though but the backpack's got the number everything call it in they want the backpack back but they my understanding is and i have to double check with blair is they'll give you like a model of one basically to hang on your wall it's just like the shell, basically, oh, no internals. That's kind of cool. Yeah, like give you a little something, kind of like. So yeah, he uh, he got one of those last year. That's pretty neat. And it was on a hen mallard. So, you know, the saying hens are banded. Hens are hens are banded too. Have you shot a banded duck? I, I've not shot a banded duck. Banded goose though. Banded goose. Where'd you yeah. shoot it? Uh, in Missouri, banded in North Dakota. That's cool. It's a pretty cool bird. Jazzy, I have never shot a banded bird. Mm. Still looking for the first. Kyle, what Kyle? about you? Kyle. <laughs> uh, let's see, a couple this year, uh, Jack Minor and USGS Band, so double-banded and on both of them. And then, yeah, I shot Mallards, Widgeon, Teal, all banded. Nice. Oh, I've got one ne- banded Mallard. I got it in Texas. Uh, but I've been on quite a few hunts where banded birds were. You have a neck collar too, right? Two. Two neck, Two collars. neck collars. Yeah. Man. He's yeah. from Oregon. Yeah, they used to net collar heavily in yeah. Oregon because of the uh, permit zone. Nice. So, yeah, I've got yellow and I've got a white. So, cackler and a western. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We'll, I got do, we'll do a podcast on your Jack Miner thing, but probably with the Delta folks. Yeah, we road. need yeah. to get them on. Yeah. Uh, I shot a banded mallard in Texas. Rainstorm, birds pour in. It was really awesome. Got one. Like, oh, my gosh, it's banded. Super cool. Had That's been awesome. banded nine years prior in Montana. And I was that's in, that's like, real cool. Basically Dallas. I was pretty pumped. First and only so far. But I've been on, I bet, seven hunts where a banded bird has been taken. Yeah. One was cool. my buddy's first ever duck hunt. First bird he ever shot was banded. You just 
at that point, you're hooked. That, that there's that no so getting crazy. the claws out of you on that one. Then uh, he had to get my claws out of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was kind of upsetting. It's like I've been doing this a little while. Jerk. <laughs> First time. One of my buddies cool. actually shot a banded teal, and we looked it up called the DNR whatever, and it was banded like ten years prior on a wood duck. Wait, what are you talking about? So that, we, it was shot on a teal, and it was but it was marked called the as DNR, a wood duck, and their records said that it was banded on a wood duck. Sounds like someone. That record sounds sounds like, have been some wrong. got messed up <laughs> there, but <laughs> sounds kind like of a funky in, story. Intern wrote bands. something down wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> May have been a classic blunder. Yeah, yeah, that's well, pretty funny. Uh, so, the, tell me, like the rest of the hunt. So you're you're getting your limit in the morning. What are you doing in the day? Uh, so scouting the next hunt. Yeah. So in the afternoon, yeah. If, if we don't have a snow hunt, which the snows up there, they were bouncing. There was still some around, which they shouldn't be around anyway. So they should be in the Dakotas at that point. There was some, but never using the same field two days in mm-hmm. a row. So we didn't have a, a good snow shoot. So, yeah, so we were scouting. Um, Tyler and I were doing some work during the midday, you know, mm-hmm. keeping caught up on the office stuff. But, yeah, just hanging out with the guys and relaxing. And, you know, we'd throw a hand in if they needed help cleaning birds, stuff like that. So um, up there, some of the birds, they uh, the Indian population asked for them to use yeah. for teaching the uh, youth on how to clean birds and process birds. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's actually like a really kind of cool like sub story on that side of things. So, but yeah, no, other than that, it's uh, you kind of relax, clean up, uh, clean your gear up, and get ready for the next day. Yeah, the scouting was fun, um, but yeah, just we 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 ate like twice a day, so we didn't yeah. didn't do a whole lot in the morning. Get snacks, bring those to the blind because it's like you could hunt thirty minutes or you could hunt till noon, right? So, um, most of the time we were most days though, except for the one day we did you know, shoot our ducks and geese in the morning, which was pretty incredible. But it was usually like you'd shoot limit out of either your ducks or your geese. And then you'd go for an evening hunt. We did that for three days, but yeah. And it was perfect spot. We were doing some, we won't talk too much about it, but it's like the perfect testing ground for, for whether you shotguns in general. So that's like kind of the main order of business when, when going up and, you know, what we? What did you say? <laughs> oh, I was I was saying that we were, you know, we were collecting our thoughts during the days and from like talking about we were testing some products for for Weatherby mm. and Canada is just like a perfect environment because it's higher volume, you know, where you're you're in the blind all day. There's a lot yep. of opportunity for it's a, a real dusty soil. Yeah, it's a real so fine dirt too, so it's it a, migrates it's a, pretty good. To just say it's a real good spot to be testing products. So. You should only test stuff when it's like new stuff on the horizon. Yeah, potentially one might mm-hmm. say that. So, right. yeah. but it was it was fun. It was a good good spot, um, and yeah, pretty good spot for that. More to come on that, but yeah, we're always working on new stuff, so that should be not too much of a surprise. Yeah, yeah. always something in the wings. Uh, all right, so I guess I'm I'm going to start doing this thing I learned yesterday from from Rob who we did a podcast with where he just starts inviting himself on things. Uh, so yeah. I'm going to go to <laughs> Mongolia with him on a motorcycle trip. That's oh, well, that's going to be fun. So that'll that's be awesome. True. Like 2025. Like, I think I just invited myself and that's what he said he does with things. So I, I assume it's okay. So I'm just going to do that with this. So I guess I'm coming to, to Canada next time. Yeah. Okay. Ne- next year, 100% is going to be cool because Brad Fenson, our good friend, he's a, he's a Canadian writer, lives in Alberta. So next year, I think we're going to do Tyler's, Tyler trip every year kind of thing up with Saskatchewan mm-hmm. Goose Company, but we're going to stop in Alberta and hunt with Brad for two days and then go over there because it's just 
incredible types of hunting. So you should definitely not miss that one next yeah, year. Yeah, that one's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Write it down. Write it, it's written. It's in stone. <laughs> Chiseled. No takesies backsies. Okay. All right. I like it. DJ, what 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 do you got planned for uh, Weatherby Field and Flight? Field and Flight's got a lot of cool content coming out. We've been working on a lot more reels. Um, if you've been following the main page, we had crazy week of launches, uh, a lot of cool stuff coming out, but now we're kind of focusing more on that once the season starts, you know, carrying on over the year. Um, but, yeah, cool content. Follow along. Every year, uh, so this is my fifth, I guess, fifth season here, first fifth hunting season. Every year we're like plan these trips and like, okay, we're going to try to get content. And it's hunting, right? We don't do a whole ton of like just purely guided. Some of the international stuff has to be. Yeah. Uh, I get that. But in the States, it's a lot of DIY, um, a lot of DIY hunts that are like, you know, less than 10% odds typically. This year's been pretty darn good. Yeah. Like I've been very fortunate to get to run a camera on a couple hunts where we got some like amazing footage. And uh, DJ, you've already done some stuff yourself yeah. here. Yeah. DJ's no slouch on a camera. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we have to get Kobe on on the podcast here we, soon. We definitely need to get Kobe on. I feel like we're in a, like a really good position because I feel like we get the content all the time, but we have a really good plan on distributing it. Yeah. yeah. On, on all fronts, honestly. Like even from the podcast, we got a lot of fun things coming. I feel like we're stepping our game up a little bit. Yes, that's happening. Look at, the, look at the sweet new TV. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even yeah. go through the extra pictures. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> man, look at all those hens. <laughs> that's incredible. That's a booner hen right there. Who's so that little yeah, guy? Oh, that's Tyler's kids, man. Yeah. Oh it, my is, gosh. it is really like. Oh, is, just, is that the bird dog? That's that's Boone, and that's Tyler. <laughs> so, um, and then that's Tyler's son. Like, you really just do when you're hunting there, feel like you're hunting with family because his kids sat in the block. Like, oh, we yeah. invite, like, if you don't want kids there, that's fine. But like for us, we're all friends, so it's like his kids. We had he has two kids, two yep. sons come. They set the spread. It's so much fun. There's some speckle Look bellies with behind a nice final approach jacket. That is some really nice looking specs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, there's Jet. Dogs make everything better. They do. So. All sure. right. Well, I'm coming to Canada, so I'm glad that's been decided. Uh, we should do more <laughs> of these podcasts. I get more. I get more trips. I know. There you go. Uh, I'm glad that you guys got to go though. Like that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great time. time. DJ, keep up the good work. Thank you. Looking forward to seeing more. So is everybody else. Make sure you follow Weatherby Field and Flight. You won't be disappointed. It's I promise. Shotgun-centric content. If that speaks to you, you should speak to it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to end it like that. Yeah. I don't right. see why see not. See ya.